listening to 525 Sports with Ace Finch and Cameron Schneider. What's up, everybody? Uh, coming back at you today with a new episode of 525 Sports. Uh, I'm flying solo today. It's just me, Ace, uh, Cameron, and uh, his family are having a birthday outing this evening for uh, his brother, Kale. So, a uh, happy birthday, Kale. Um, and, uh, and and he'll be back with us next week. We're going to try to get back to the Tuesday schedule because that really works best for Cameron and I. Um, there's just been some things lately that uh, the last few weeks that have come up because uh, life happens. But I got... <clears throat> Five topics for you today. Super excited about this show. Um, so let's jump right into it. I want to start with uh, this. Uh, so Kevin Keatsman um, is a uh, radio host on A10 Sports. And uh, he said uh, some pretty crazy things uh, a couple of days ago that actually got him suspended. From his radio show. Uh, now, that, now, what's important to note here is that Kevin Keatsman is part owner of the radio station. So, a lot of people thought this would never happen. Um, I put Kevin Keatsman in sort of that Jim Rome, Skip Bayless category. Where they just sort of, it's sort of like a shock jock, right? Where they just sort of like say things um, to get people's attention. So, uh, what he said was, if you didn't hear it, and and, you, and I'm going to paraphrase it, and you're going to have to go and listen to it on your own if you want the full uh, context, but it's about a 20-second clip. You can find it on Twitter very easily. You can find it if you Google it very easily. It's not, it's not a difficult thing to find. But uh, basically, in the context of Andy Reid, quote-unquote, fixing people. He said he wasn't good at it uh, on the field, and he wasn't good at it in his home life. He's had a lot of things go wrong. Now, context to this, if you don't know, um, Andy's son, Andy Reid's son, Garrett, um, died of a drug overdose. He was an addict. And um, I, I believe it was a drug overdose. I could have that wrong. But um, Andy Reid's son passed away from, I, I'm pretty sure it was a drug overdose. And uh, and so when he said, you're not good about, uh, he's not good about it in his family life, people automatically associated that with his son's passing and drug problems. And uh, people got mad, and they should have gotten mad. Because this is a guy that is in Andy Reid that everyone loves. Uh, you don't throw rocks at at somebody who's. I, w- I was going to say the man who's got a machine gun, uh, quoting quoting Randy Piper, uh, Roddy Piper, excuse me, but no. Uh, at somebody that's universally well liked because the football community, not just Chiefs Nation, but the football community. Um, the NFL community is going to rally behind Andy Reid, and that's what they've done. Um, you don't bring somebody's 
family and personal life into uh, a football-related discussion. If Kevin Keatsman had just said, yeah, dude, he's not good at fixing players. He's not good at taking players with a bad personal history and turning them into into good good you know citizens and good people. That would have been fine. But he didn't say that. He had to bring the family side into it and say that little, you know, five second thing um that got him kicked off the air. Uh that he didn't need to say isn't something that needed to be said. It isn't something that needed to be brought up. And um so he got uh booted. Um a lot of people were happy about that. I I don't listen to him enough, frankly, to be satisfied one way or the other. There were a lot of people that were saying that he needed to be kicked off the air permanently. Uh, I don't think we need to go that far with it. Um or banned from radio forever. I do think that at this point he probably does need to need to be fired from his job at 810, but I don't know how you fire somebody when they own part of the station. I don't know if you can just take part of the radio station back, so that is a key component to it. Um, what I do know is that he shouldn't have said what he said. And there's a Bible verse there that I wanted to quote to you, and it says in Romans... Um, uh, uh, Romans twelve and sixteen, uh, be uh, the same, be be of the same mind toward one another. Set not your 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 mind on high things, but condescend, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. So what that means is don't be conceited. Um, Kevin Keatsman. It was conceded to the point that he thought that he couldn't be touched at 810. Um, he said the wrong thing about the wrong person who Kansas City loves, and he's finding out that he he, he can be touched, and, uh, and he's probably going to lose his job for it. And I think he should probably lose his job for what he said, but probably not be banned off radio forever, like one patron said on Twitter. Um... And if he's not banned from 810, then just don't listen to 810 from 2 to 6. Uh, find something else to listen to. Okay, number two. Um, let's get into it. We're going to stay with the Chiefs. Uh, let's talk about Tyreek Hill. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this for a couple weeks now. Um, just haven't had the had the space or the, the, the opportunity to discuss it. Um, because we've been discussing other things. So, Tyreek Hill, um, if you find out, he's, he's not going to be charged with anything. Um, he's meeting with the NFL soon to discuss his suspension. Um, they, they've, they've found out that, you know, they've, they've got enough to, to find out that he didn't do anything. Or at least, or at least they can't, it can't be proven that anything uh, was done by his hand to the child, as was found out a, a few months back. Um, the reporting was that there was a child with a broken arm, and um, they thought that the father did something. I'm going to stay strong on this. Um, I said it from the beginning. 
I'm saying it now. Um, Three-year-olds don't randomly break their arm. So one of two things happened here. Uh, Tyreek Hill either did it or he consented, he, he consented to doing it. And there's no real um, other, you know, there's no other explanation for it. You don't randomly break your arm. So either he did it or his wife did it. And I'm pretty consistent that I don't want him to be a Kansas City Chief any longer. Um, this is a guy with a history, with a past. And, uh, you know, he got, he got dropped to the fifth round of the NFL draft because he beat his wife when she was pregnant. Um, he's, not a, he's not a good dude off the field. So you don't want people like that in your locker room. You don't want them associated with your team. And I don't want him associated with the Kansas City Chiefs any longer. He's had a, this is his second chance. I don't really believe in third chances. You know, or fourth chances, or fifth chances, or sixth. I don't. This is his second chance with the Chiefs. He doesn't need a third chance from the Chiefs. You still need to, it's suspicious enough that you need to let him go. Um, they have enough depth at wide receiver that it's not going to be a problem. But the, but, the, but the issue is here is still that there was something done to a little boy that uh, was done by the hand of a an adult. And Tyreek Hill is that boy's father and probably could have stopped it and didn't. So, or he did it himself. And so... I'm I'm done with Tyreek Hill, and I'm sick of Chiefs fans that are um, sticking up for the guy because he's not a good dude, and football doesn't matter here. He should be let go from the Chiefs, and I don't think he should be allowed to play football again, but that's probably neither of those are going to happen. He's probably going to be a Chief this season, and he's probably going to play most of their games. He'll probably, I'm assuming, uh, get suspended for like six games. Uh, let's talk about KU recruiting for a few minutes. Uh, good news, football team, yes, the football team, is um, is number two in the country right now in 20, or number, number two in the country, excuse me, gosh, number two in the Big 12, uh, top 20 in the country in um, 2020 recruits. Now, if you're a K-State fan, this is the point where you skip forward about five minutes. Um, because, uh, yeah, look, I'm excited about this as a KU fan. A lot of people are saying, you know, don't get too excited. They did this with Beatty because they're just verbal commits. Da-da-da. Here's what I'm excited about, though. They're beating out legitimate schools. They're not beating out New Mexico State and Idaho. They're beating out... Power five conference schools that have had a name or have a name currently and are competing for at least conference championships on a mostly yearly basis. Um, Kansas football has been direct, guys. You all know that for the last decade. So the fact that they're at all number two in any sort of recruiting system in the conference, uh, right behind Oklahoma, is is a big deal. Les Miles has put together a staff that can recruit, plain and simple. Whether he can keep those verbal commitments or not is another question. Um, they're going to have to produce on the field, I think, 
in order to keep them because David Beatty would get recruits from guys when he was the head coach, and um, they would they would flip flop when KU was you know two and four or one and five and midway point of the season, um, and they would go somewhere else. So yeah, they're just three star recruits. But look, Todd Racing was a three was a two star recruit. Okay. Chris Harris was a two-star recruit. Akeem Tlaib was a two-star recruit. None of the best KU players ever were highly rated recruits since the recruiting system has been going on. Um, so I don't put a lot of stock in that. Three-star guys in football are typically guys that you're looking to play at some point. Um, and they're, they're guys that, that, you, they, that you think can help your program. But I want to go to this, too. Um... A lot of people were have, were saying, you know, and, and are saying still, oh, Les Miles is just another Charlie Weiss. Um, dudes put together a staff that can recruit. So uh, just based off of that, um, I think that we can say this is not another Charlie Weiss situation. Charlie Weiss came to Kansas for two reasons. The money and to get his, co- and to get his son's coaching career off the ground. Okay, one of those things was successful because Charlie Weiss Jr. is my age and he's the offensive coordinator of a Division One school. To be the offensive coordinator at a Division One school at 26 is pretty insane. So he'll be a head coach by the time he's 30, probably, or at least a um, offensive coordinator of a Power Five school with a big name. Um, so that's why Charlie Weiss came to Kansas. Um, Wes Miles came to Kansas because he and Jeff Long are buddies. And Jeff Long promised the school that he'd get him there, and that's why Jeff Long got hired. Uh, and I think I think Les is a better coach. Les is a better proven track record. Um, he won a national title. Charlie Weiss didn't win anything at Notre Dame. He won a couple bowl games and went like 11-2 and two and had a couple of really good years with Ty Willingham's recruits. But... After that, he was like six and six and three and nine, and his teams were garbage. So uh, Les Miles won consistently with his own recruits. His fifth and sixth years at LSU, which would have been far into his own recruits, he was eleven and two, back to back years. Um, he only got fired from LSU because they couldn't beat all Alabama. But who can? Um, He's won a national championship. He's won multiple conference championships. Uh, Charlie Weiss never got close, guys. Never got close to a national title. So the comparisons between Les Miles and Charlie Weiss were always garbage. Um, They're garbage now. Uh, Les Miles is a much better coach. And I think K-State fans know that. I think that they're worried about Les Miles coming in and being successful at KU because KU's proven that you can't have success with their football program. So, and I got a comparison on Facebook the other day. Well, Les Miles is no uh, Bill Snyder. Okay, well, one, Bill, that point's moot, all right, because Bill Snyder's no longer the head coach at K-State. Two, uh, Les Miles had Bill Snyder's best season like five times, all right? That's all I'm going to say about that. So, you know, who's just, I don't know who's better between those two, but it doesn't matter. K-State fans need to look forward. They need to look towards the Chris Kleiman era. They got a really good head coach in Chris, Chris Kleiman, and um, 
they need to be excited about that and and not uh, so wrapped up in the Snyder era because if they continue to be wrapped up in the Snyder era, no head football coach after Bill Snyder is going to have success. It's time to move forward for K-State. It's time to move forward uh, with a coach that you got that's, that's had a lot of success at North Dakota State. All right? So you guys are lucky to have Coach Cly, but until you guys let go of Bill Snyder, and I know it's hard, but you're going to have to because the era of Snyder is done. All right, so it's time to move on. Uh, season's right around the corner, uh, just a couple months away, and I am stoked about it. Let's get into uh fourth topic today is is the um was that fourth or fifth? Gosh, I lose count. Here's my fourth. Um Kevin Durant going to um uh has 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 uh, um not taking his player option. There's the there's the phrase I was looking for. Not taking his player option, and uh, and will will be a full unrestricted free agent in a in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, he's gonna sign with the New York Knicks. Everybody knows he's gonna sign with the New York Knicks. Um, and so he's he's uh, he's gone from from Golden State. I think he should stay. Uh, I think he should be. Um, be a member of the, of the Golden State for at least another year and then sign with whoever he wants because he could get a one-year deal out of just about anybody. Um, but I think he should stay, rehab where he's at, um, and then and then go somewhere else if he wants and go play. Um, but there, he's not going to do that. Um, New York's going to throw a lot of money at him. It never really works that well when, when free agents uh, go to the Knicks um, their ownership is, is, is bad to the point that it, it doesn't really matter. Um, they're not a big free agent destination for a reason. And that reason is called Jimmy Dolan. Everybody knows that he's insane. Everybody knows that he's incompetent as an owner. And so, um, this is probably not going to work out well for Kevin Durant just because he's going from an extremely stable situation or a mostly stable situation in Golden State to an unstable situation in um, in uh, New York because their roster's terrible. <coughs> Pardon me. The roster's terrible and their ownership's bad. And so he's going to have to get another guy to come with him or it's going to be a disaster. I did want to hit on this real quick, sort of sharing topics um, today. Sharing the four spot with Kevin Durant. I want to talk about the Raiders going on hard knocks. Um, yeah, look, everybody's got a uh, take on this. It's going to be fun to watch Mike Mayock and uh, and John Gruden destroy the Raiders from a personal perspective because I hate the Raiders. So it's going to be fun to sort of track that on HBO every week. Um, yeah, I don't have HBO. I've never watched a second of Hard Knocks, but I know sort of what the show is. Um, there's never been a good team. There's never been a team that has been on Hard Knocks and has been really good. Uh, they pick bad teams. There's a reason why 
you can't be if you're a playoff team, you're disqualified from being on hard knocks. That's an actual rule that you can't be on hard knocks if you're in the playoffs because they want instability, they want chaos. Uh, the Raiders present that, and so um, I remember when the Chiefs were on it in like 2007, and the Chiefs were absolute hot garbage, terrible. Um, with uh, I believe Brody Croyle started at quarterback that year, and then Damon Heward uh, came in and and started for the rest of the games after like four or five games. It didn't matter. They won two games. They were bad at that point. It was the worst season in in franchise history. Still is tied uh, with the twenty eleven twenty twelve season. So um, they're bad. They are uh, the Raiders. I mean, not the Chiefs. Sorry, the Raiders are bad. Um, they're gonna continue to be bad, and uh, and Hard Knocks isn't gonna help. So it'll be fun to watch uh, the Raiders season implode. And look, they're stuck because John Gruden um, got signed to a ten-year deal. So you can't fire him two years in, right? Like, like it's just not. That's not how that works. They're stuck with John Gruden for at least four. I know it's a long-term plan, but they've had like four different plans since John Gruden got there, and uh, and none of them seem to have worked. Right, and now they're just like signing dudes like Richie Incognito and like Antonio Brown, and you're just like this is not a locker room. Like they're gonna lose, they're gonna have a stretch where they lose like three in a row at some point of the season, and and they're just gonna start fighting each other in the locker room post game. Like I feel like that's what's gonna happen because there's that much instability. Um, last topic. Uh, for the day, um, I was listening to a podcast, and it was a podcast about, um, it's called Sports Wars, it's my Wondery, it's very good, if you have a podcast, go listen to it, uh, but the first season was the rivalry between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, um, and how, you know, they didn't always get along, even though they were teammates, and then Brett Favre didn't like Aaron Rodgers stepping in and taking his place. And he eventually went to Minnesota, who is their hated rival, along with the Chicago Cubs, or Chicago Bears. And so, I got to thinking, well, what if Patrick Mahomes did that? Like, what if Patrick Mahomes just decided, okay, after 15 years of giving my all to the Chiefs, being one of the best quarterbacks ever, I'm going to go play for the Broncos for whatever reason. So it got me thinking about this. What's the weirdest free agent signing I have ever seen in the history of the NFL? Um, and for me, it's Jerry Rice. When he um, eventually went to the uh, the Raiders for four seasons and then Seattle. And then I didn't even remember. Guys, his, he spent one year in Denver it was so not memorable. Like, I don't even remember it. Like, I just looked it up on Wikipedia this morning, and I was like, wait, he played for the Broncos? Because I remember him playing for the Seahawks, but when he originally went to the Raiders, it was so weird seeing the greatest receiver of all time 
you know, Jerry Rice and, and Joe Montana, Jerry Rice and Steve Young, he was in the red and the gold with the 49ers, and to see him in black and silver was just strange. And then he went to Seattle, and he wasn't the same player uh, that he had been. He wasn't the same player in Oakland either, but his production fell off quite a bit in, during his one year in Seattle. And then, like I said, I don't even remember his, his one year in Denver. But seeing him in the AFC West in Oakland, he was still a pretty good player at the time. Um, and they were a pretty good squad. They got to a Super Bowl in 2002 and lost to Tampa Bay. So uh, he, he was pretty good uh, in Oakland. But it was so weird. I think that was the weirdest uh, free agent signing that I could come up with just because you never thought he was ever going to play anywhere else. Like, you could never imagine. It would be like Tom Brady going to, like, um, it would be like Tom Brady going to, I don't know, Team X in the NFC, the Washington in the NFC. Like, it just, it just didn't make sense. So, even at the time, you know, the Raiders were pretty good, but still, um, they weren't what they are now and what they've been, but still it didn't make sense. So weirdest free agent signing of all time, the strangest, weirdest one to look at was Jerry Rice in the black and silver. Okay, that's all I got for you today. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, you listening? If you listened this week, uh, we'll be back at you Tuesday. Hopefully Cameron and I both, um, uh, with a little better sound quality and, and editing and all that sort of thing. Cause I'm doing this with my phone this week. Uh, because he's got the program to edit the, the podcast with, and I do not. So I do this to my phone. Uh, so that's why there's no intro music, and it's not edited at all. Um, it's just me talking to you. But we'll be back next week uh, with both of us um, on 525 Sports. Have a good week.